and Luke. We could create a whole world in the mind of the listener simply by using sound effects. Ron Wolfley. <laughs> Luke Lipinski. Huh. Wolf and Luke. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Hour number two of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke, and joining us right now on the 72 Sold Sports Line is Jay Williams, host of Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max on ESPN. Jay, we got a lot to talk to you about. I'm excited to have you back on, but we have to start with Duke. Can you give us a sense of what Duke, North Carolina, and the Final Four is going to be like? Well, I have no sense because these teams have never met in the NCAA tournament, boys. I can't tell you, man. I am flying down on Saturday. I am wearing all my Duke gear. And just let me tell you my mindset that I'm in this week. All this objectivity, and I'll give the praise to Hubert, and I'll tell you about all the great players that played for North Carolina. But I was literally having lunch, and a guy wearing a North Carolina fleece jacket was walking up to me to say hi. And I said, nope. Not this week. Not this week. Go the opposite direction. Because this is my mindset, and I want the team to end it Coach K's senior night. That's my mentality, boys. I mean, honestly, right now, what is just quickly your thoughts on the tournament overall and how it has gone? I know you're so happy that Duke is in the Final Four, but your thoughts on the Final Four? Yeah, man. I mean, look, you got you – got, North Carolina, you have Kansas, you have Villanova, you have Duke. I mean, you have a blue blood (laughs) Final Four. And I got to tell you, you know, with this being Coach K's last year, if you think about who epitomizes what college basketball is about, um, that's Jay Wright, right? And if you think about a guy like Bill Self, even though there is a little bit of a interesting cloud due to an NCAA investigation, which, you know what, in 20 years, like, there should have been thousands of NCAA investigations, right? Everybody's playing the same game to a degree. Let's be honest about it. Uh, but you have a guy who's won the Big 12 countless amount of times, and then you have the history of North Carolina, Dean Smith, Rory Williams, uh, now Hubert Davis. Um, it, it's uh, th- it feels like college basketball is back in the spotlight for – a sport that, let's be frank, over the last couple of years, it's been hard to market. With the exception of, you know, going from Trey Young to Zion Williamson, there hasn't been a lot to market to bring attention to the sport other than chaos or issues that occur. So now I feel like what we've seen over this past year is college basketball gaining momentum to be back at the forefront of a lot of conversations when that has not been the typical case over the last several years. Talking to Jay Williams, uh, Jay, switching gears to the NBA, we've talked to you about the Suns a lot this season. Now with seven games left, they still have an eight-and-a-half game lead. I'm just trying to put them within the context of the of the rest of the NBA this year, not historically. But when you look at them and you see the playoffs starting, do you see an area where they where they not are weak but are maybe more vulnerable than somewhere else? No. And I'm gonna double down on this and say, and more so than last year, I am a believer in the basketball gods. I am. I believe in karma and I believe that the basketball gods have put the touch of their faith on the point God. And I can say this in full belief that this is the best opportunity of Chris Paul's career, even 
combining with last year to win a world championship. Mm. Stephen Curry injured, Draymond Green back injury, Clay Thompson coming off not playing in two years, John Morant hampered by injuries, Utah very inconsistent, a lot of questions in the Western Conference. Lakers, uh, you talk about LeBron James, sore knee, left sore knee, left sore ankle, AD out injured, Russell Westbrook having a historically bad year. The gauntlet of the East to beat up on each other between the Brooklyn Nets being a 7, 8, or 9 seed. You talk about the difference between uh, the Boston Celtics losing Robert Williams. You know, what are they going to be because he's the backbone of their defense? Milwaukee is still there. But about all the teams, the team, the model of consistency, this is the year perfectly designed by the basketball gods for Chris Paul to win it all. And the best backcourt and one of the best leaders in the game, him and Devin Booker and CP3, this is their time. And if they don't do it, I, you know, I don't know what other better opportunity the basketball gods will provide for CP3. You know, I listen to you, Jay, and you're right about it. You really are. I mean, all the points that you make about everybody else that is in the association out there and what is going on and why the odds are really, really good for the Phoenix Suns, I have to tell you, Jay, for me, as a professional athlete, a former professional athlete, watching these guys go out and play with the intensity the requisite intensity and consistency over and over and over again. The same formula is being used to defeat the likes of Houston as it is to defeat the Philadelphia 76ers. It doesn't matter to this team. Jay, don't you think this team is just good enough where it doesn't matter what anyone else does in the association? It's just them. We are on the same page, and I've been preaching that this entire year. I know it's been a while since we've spoken, but I'm only going to tell you how it looks from inside the stomach of the beast. Yes. I come to work every day at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Do you know what highlights I see? Joel Embiid, James Harden. Oh, my goodness. This has a chance to be the best pick and roll maybe in the history of basketball. <laughs> LeBron James, the Lakers are failing once again. What's going on with the drama in Brooklyn? Kyrie Irving allowed to play the most dynamic skilled duo of all time. Nobody, nobody in basketball is talking about the best team in basketball. Yeah, you, so you've been you combine that. that ammunition with the fact that they are the best team in basketball. What other variable in this equation do you need to have it equal a world championship? Mm-hmm. Talking to Jay Williams. Jay, you, you were on Memphis very early this season. You told us about them before they ever even really got going. When you look around the teams that are going to make the playoffs, is there anybody else that you think might be a little under the radar that could be dangerous? No, I think it's Memphis. I think Memphis will be your biggest challenge. I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, it's just collectively, they are a younger version of who the Suns are. And it will come down to the age and the defensive capabilities of the Phoenix Suns to stop John Morant. But collectively, guys, they are a very, very dangerous team because they have youth, they have legs, and they play just as hard every single possession. You talk about a street fight with knives. Like, that's what this is going to be. Like, if those two teams meet in the Western Conference Finals, just pull out the Band-Aids, Wolf, Pull out the first aid kit. They're going to be scratches. They're going to be claw marks. They're going to be fights. This is what basketball deserves if those two meet in the Western Conference Finals. Wow, that is that is awesome right there. I'm man. telling you, Wolf, it's going to happen. Yeah. Believe it. 
Hey, buddy, man, thank you so much for your time, Jay. We appreciate it as always, and God bless you. Boys, and we'll talk pray for to me. I got a big weekend. Pray for me now, okay? Yes. Okay, Especially buddy. I don't fight a North Carolina fan this weekend in New Orleans. Okay, Please. man. <laughs> good, good luck, Thank you Jay. so much, Jay. All right, guys. Okay, Have buddy. a good one. Thanks a lot. You too. That's Jay Williams joining us on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com. Uh, yeah, he was. He was He was one of the first people I heard this season talking about Memphis. Not not that anybody was shocked that John Morant was good, but yeah. like a weekend. Remember, he was on the show. He's like, look out for Memphis. Yes. And and Memphis, I'm starting to come around. If Golden State's never going to be healthy, it's Memphis is the team where it's just like they're just weird enough. Not that I think they would beat the Suns, but where that, that, could, that could become a pretty nasty series. I'm in a dangerous spot on this. I really am because the more and more I watch this team play, and the depth of this team, the more and more I think it's about the Suns and nobody else. Well, I don't think you're wrong there because that, that's the thing. You can watch Golden that, State. That, that is an uncomfortable position for me to be in. But if you watch these other teams and you're like, for me, I'm watching the, the other top teams now. And I'm like, okay, maybe they're not so bad. Memphis looks good. Maybe Philadelphia. And then you watch a Suns game and you're like, oh, yeah, nobody's on their level, though. <laughs> WWE 2K22 is out now. Throw down with the biggest and most realistic WWE superstars and legends on PlayStation or Xbox. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com now for your chance to win a copy. Coming up, we've talked a lot about how the Cardinals need to replace Chandler Jones. Do the Cardinals feel like they need to replace Chandler Jones? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, I want to get into this uh, Chandler Jones conversation. I think it's a little bit different than the one we've been hearing for a while now. But I would be remiss, Wolf, if I didn't at least mention it's March, so you got to check J.J. Watt's Twitter feed if you want your Cardinals news, right? (laughs) Last year, just look for J.J. Watt in March. In a in a gym, let's just say. This looks like the Cardinals practice facility, though. Yes. He's got a video of him. It's just two seconds. And in the background, you can very clearly see Kyler Murray working out. L- let's be clear here. If you watch the video. And behind Kyler Murray, don't forget, is Buddy Morris, mm-hmm. strength and conditioning coach. Buddy. What up, Buddy? Yeah, you're right. Um, There's no way that's not him. <laughs> That's Buddy Morris. But the video is definitely of Kyler. Like, it's it's a selfie video from J.J. Watt, but he's clearly doing it with the intention of showing Kyler Murray. Yes. So, there and you Kyler go. flashes the peace, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. Peace sign. Yeah. Thumb out, too. There we that's go. That's kind of weird. Well, you know. What is that? I mean, that's I, the, I, hey, what? I, I don't I think know. he was just waving. I have no idea. He was waving was, with, like, peace. He was waving peace with wave. three fingers. Well, you know, he's... A thumb and two fingers. I, <laughs> Whatever it is. I'm not going to break down this video any more than I just did. All right, great. So there you go. There you have that. So, uh, so Kyler Murray is actually at the Arizona Cardinals facility. Are you saying he just posted that? Is that is that an old video? I don't think that's an old <laughs> video right there from J.J. Watt. I think this is probably current. I, I would assume this is from today, right? Well, eight whatever. minutes ago, whatever. whatever it is, ten minutes ago now, Luke. With all your talking that's going on, right? <laughs> could be years ago at this point. Exactly. I don't. I'm. I'm going to assume that is from today. And if that is indeed today, ladies and gentlemen, you're telling me Kyler Murray is actually over at the Arizona Cardinals facility working out. I'm going to take that and put that in the positive. Column. I was going to do it before you. Could, I am but, going yeah. to put it right there as a positive. 
That's going to be a positive thing that Kyler Murray is actually walking around and working out in the facility building of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I, and I will just reiterate what I, I feel like you and I have been pretty consistent on this show for the last month or so. Kyler Murray's getting a deal, and he's not going anywhere. Yes. And I, I, I think you and I both believe he's getting that deal this offseason. So the video doesn't change anything for me. Uh, I, I will also reiterate my only concern through all this is how his teammates feel about Kyler Murray. And at least it looks like J.J. Watt likes Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's no doubt about it. And once again, if the Arizona Cardinals are going to give Kyler Murray an extension, and it's going to be a four, five, six-year extension, whatever it may be, they, believe me, they have vetted that topic thoroughly. There's no way in the world, there's no way in the world they would give him that boatload of money if, in fact, he was not respected or liked in that locker room, ultimately. Because wherever you come out on this, like, oh, everybody's making a big deal out of of something that's not that big of a deal, or if you're the other way and you're like, well, actually, I mean, once the agent starts putting out notes publicly, it is a pretty big deal. Wherever you come out on anything else in this, I will go back to the one thing that I, I keep saying, the only thing I really care about is how do his teammates feel about Kyler Murray? Yeah. I'm not saying they don't like him. I'm just saying we heard quotes that may have been from former teammates three years ago, or they could be from guys that were just about to leave, or maybe everybody doesn't like everybody in the locker room. All I'm saying is that what you just said. a lot of the time. If you're going to pay this guy a bunch of money and commit to him for years and years, just make sure there's not a problem in the locker room. That's all I care about with Kyler Murray. And once again, honestly, if in fact they do back up the Brinks truck, that's exactly what the Arizona Cardinals are going to be saying. Hey, there is not an issue. There is no problem with Kyla Marie in this locker room whatsoever. In terms of leadership, he continues to grow. In terms of leadership, he continues to develop, and they fully expect him to do it. Myself, personally, I'd love to see Kyler actually embrace the fact one more year, and you know what? That $250 million you were going to pay me just went to 350 <laughs> you know what well, I'm saying? Well, yeah, maybe that's the reason I, he's so happy is because he sees the quarterback market just going up. I'm, I'm just saying, um, and if that's what the going rate, if that's what we've got to do, if that's what we've got to pay, Kyler, uh, you know what? Uh, do it with a smile on your face because you'll know. And I think the Arizona Cardinals are saying that. If, in fact, they give him an extension this offseason, they are saying that. They believe He's all that in the bag of chips that a franchise quarterback has got. I could go be. for a bag of chips right now, actually. And you know I'm hungry, and you bring that up. I know. I want to switch over to Chandler Jones here, and this is something from your email. I'm not going to read the whole quote, but this is from Rams GM Les Snead. It said, realistically, you lose Von Miller. It's hard to say, okay, there's another human being like Von Miller on the planet. There's one of him. He'll go to the Hall of Fame because of it. But with that being said, since 2017, we've been a team that consistently ranks near the top in sacks and pressures and things like that. It just comes in different ways with different people. I think when you lose a player like Vaughn, still want to pressure the quarterback, might have to do it in different ways with different people. Now, he went on and said other stuff that was more Rams-specific. But you sent that in your email uh, last night for the show, and I had the same thought that you ultimately went on to detail if you just replace Von Miller and Rams in that paragraph with Chandler Jones yes. and Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals don't have Aaron Donald. Nobody else has Aaron Donald. Right. But is it possible, as everybody looks and says, okay, you got to get an edge rusher to replace Chandler Jones and his 16, 17, 18 sacks, is it possible the Cardinals are saying, yeah, we'd love to, 
but that might not be realistic, and we're going to try and do this with other pieces. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Skill and scheme, basically. And skill and scheme, so much of the time, skill and scheme, they come together. And if you're really, really good and you execute really, really well, oh my goodness, the damage that can do to the opponent, whether you're talking about an offense or you're talking about a defense. Skill and scheme. What could the plan be to replace Number 55. What could it be to replace Chandler Jones? They've already done this, interestingly enough. Remember when Chan went down and missed significant time in 2020? Do you remember that? I do. I remember a lot of dancing. He only played in five games with a torn bicep. And the Cardinals had to improvise immediately. And Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, did just that. He relied more on... On blitz, which is six or more, don't say five. Don't say that, ladies and gentlemen. It's just not true. Unless you're bringing four to a side. If you're bringing four to a side, I'll, I'll placate you and say, okay, you're right. It, that That is a blitz right there. It takes six or more to truly be a blitz, considering you got five offensive linemen. But more blitz and five-man pressure packages, that is Vance Joseph. That's what he built his entire career on. It's the reason why he got a head coaching gig was because of how he actually schemed those pressure packages in particular. That was his calling card. That was the tip of the spear for Vance Joseph. The way he could generate pressure on an opposing quarterback bringing five. You just didn't know which five he was going to bring. Dennis Gardeck was in the middle of all of that scheming back in 2020. Right in the middle of it, recording seven sacks and 93 pass rush attempts. Stop and think about that. Seven sacks and 93 pass rush attempts. That's why I was saying there was dancing, not because Chandler got hurt, because Dennis Gardeck got loose and had seven sacks. And here's the other thing I have to say quickly right here. Um, when I tell you that they've already done this and they've already replaced Chandler Jones back in 2020, um, ladies and gentlemen, the results were pretty good. They were number five in sacks per attempt in the National Football League. Chan had one sack in five games in 2020. Mm-hmm. They were number five in sacks per attempt. And that's elite in the National Football League. When you're in the top five, that is elite in the NFL. Number five in sacks per attempt. They were number 10 and number seven, respectively, in passing yards per game and passing yards per play allowed. They were 12 on third down defense. I mean, this is this is the kind of production they're going to need again. And I think that might be the way, unfortunately, after losing Chan, that might be the way they're going to generate pressure. Yeah, I, I see. That's why I think it's a fascinating topic, because it's not really something you hear a lot about. You hear about, OK, you got to replace Chandler Jones. And I mean, honestly, I would much rather they just replace Chandler Jones. But that maybe isn't realistic. And so to your point. They've done versions of this at times over the last couple seasons, specifically in 2020, where they were still able to generate a pass rush. They do still have Marcus Golden. I, I would assume that means a bigger role for Dennis Gardeck. Maybe Isaiah Simmons can get... I, I don't know what, what that would look like with Isaiah Simmons. I, I'll keep coming back to my same concern, is I don't necessarily want to go into next season starting a rookie edge rusher 
starting Zayvon Collins and starting Isaiah Simmons and thinking I'm going to the Super Bowl next year. i got so much more I want to say about this. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. All right, Devin Booker was named Western Conference Player of the Week. So what did that do to his MVP stock? We've got a, uh, a straw poll from around the major uh, media members nationally, and I've got the results right here, Wolf. So get ready for that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Home of the Suns, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And listen live on the Arizona Sports app. Wolf and Luke. The Suns run to the playoffs. Presented by Canvas Annuity. All right, Wolf, we'll just start right here. ESPN, uh, this is what, (laughs) like an hour ago, tweeted out their NBA MVP straw poll. Okay, based on polling of 100 league media members. Right? Yeah. And uh, on the graphic, they have their top five. So I'm going to read up from number five, okay? Okay. This is this NBA season, too. Okay. Not not like, <laughs> I don't know, two years ago. Appreciate that, Luke. Well, I just want to clarify when I start to read these. Little out. safety tip. Yeah. Uh, Jason Tatum, number five. Okay. He's having a good year. You know, Boston's, Boston's, Boston's interesting, although they just lost Robert Williams. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, number four, John. <laughs> number four. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Just blew your face off live on the air. <laughs> number four is Ja Morant. Uh, all right, so Ja, number four. <laughs> number three. Three. Number three is Giannis. Giannis. How do you that's say his last name? Okay, because you said it three different ways that's during right. the break. Yeah, How about right. that? Uh, so that's number three. Number two. Number two is Joel Embiid, and I have a theory on Embiid I'll come back to, but Joel he's number two. Joel Embiid. Yes. Okay. That's two. Number one. Numero uno. Unbelievable. Number one is Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. Really? Yes. I don't think that's going to be the case to you. I think it's going to be Joel Embiid. Uh, I think Embiid will win. I don't see Devin Booker on this list for some reason, so I guess I'll just keep scrolling. (laughs) Yeah, how about that? Devin Booker not on the list right there, even though the Phoenix Suns, ladies and gentlemen, have the best record in the association. And Devin Booker is a bonafide all-star, and by the way, happens to score an awful lot of points, Ron Wolfley reporting. I'm starting to come around on what Booker said like a week ago to Isaiah Thomas. The criteria changes depending on, on who you are. Basically, and and I would I would go broad, more broad. I think the criteria changes based on which team you play for. Um, I don't think Devin Booker is going to win MVP this year. I'm not I'm not really that offended if he doesn't win MVP. There's some guys having some really good years this year. I don't understand how he isn't in the conversation. Yeah, he's seventh. If you scroll down and they have like the honorable mention part of the list, right. like, oh yeah, the guy who leads the best team in the NBA by eight and a half games, we'll put him on here. At least they didn't put Amir Coffee's picture up. Hey, honorable mention our people, too. <laughs> That's true. Hey, what I live a, in the honorable mention. Participation trophy, Wolf? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mal, seriously, come on now. It's just, we understand. Uh, we don't need, we need the top five. If we're going to have the top five, if we're going to do some list broadcasting, we don't need honorable mention. Well, even though they are people too. We, we did need the honorable mention just for me to, I wanted to double check that the Phoenix Suns were included in this straw pool. And apparently they are just good enough to be honorable mention. Yes. Um, so I can't help myself. I go through the comments because there's this push from, I don't know who, that if you bring up Devin Booker as an MVP candidate, there's this push out there of, no, don't even talk about him. Like, that's usually the reaction that yeah, you get nationally. Right. So I'm trying to figure out who it is. Okay. Like, who is offended that you would bring up the best player on the best team in the league in the right. MVP conversation? Right. 
I think it's Philadelphia fans. I think I've zeroed in on Philadelphia fans because this is a string, the comments back to ESPN. There's a few Memphis fans upset that Ja isn't on the list, which is interesting because Ja is on the list. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on in Memphis. Okay, right. And then there's, there is a string of like Eagles fan 04612. Joel Embiid's better than anybody. Joel Embiid's going to win finals MVP. Joel Embiid and the Sixers are going to, they're on. Yeah. I just okay, watched yeah. the Sixers score 18 points in the fourth quarter. Right, 18. Lockdown shutdown. Yeah. Thank you very much. Honestly, listen, uh, how much stock do you put into this? I don't really care if Booker wins MVP as much as everybody else does. I think Monty should win Coach of the Year. Yes, I agree. But I think it's absurd he's not being discussed as an MVP candidate. No, I, I know. And yet at the same time, I think it is a process. And I think the Phoenix Suns and the process of Chris Paul, again, we were talking about this yesterday, but 16 months, are you sure about that? Are you being accurate on that? Look, well, it's 16 and a half now. Six, <laughs> 16 months that Chris Paul has been here. Because we all know, okay, with the, the bubble happened. And the bubble mattered. There's no doubt about that. But we all know the team now is so much better than what we even saw in the bubble. There's no doubt about that. Chris Paul has been here 16 and a half months, according to Luke Lipinski. My brother. I mean, it's whoever okay. invented the calendar. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Galileo, I don't know. 16 and a half months. It is impossible to me. Listen, the, the basketball universe is still coming around to the fact the Phoenix Suns are good. They're having a hard time processing the fact that the team that for a decade, over a decade, was pathetic is now good. And not only good, good to a great degree. I, I, I think that the rest of the basketball universe is having a hard time realizing that last year and getting to the NBA Finals was not a fluke. It was not a fluke. Look at what they're doing this year. They're, they have backed that up. The one thing you could say with certitude about the Phoenix Suns is that NBA run into the postseason last year or into the NBA Finals was no fluke. And neither is this season that you're seeing right now. And I think people are still coming around to the fact that the Suns are good. Yep. Not just good, they are great. You just described why it's so ridiculous, though. Because... We were talking about this before the show. There is when, when you when you when you talk to one person, like we talked to Ryan Rosillo last week, and he's been in on the Suns really since last year. He's been in on the Suns. Uh, Jay Williams been in on the Suns. We talked to him, but you start you flipping on a TV, or you start you know you you, you have a straw poll like this of a hundred media members around the NBA. When you get a group of them, there is always this hesitation as a group, not individually, but overall. When you start to pile up the numbers, well, I can't pick somebody new to win the title. I haven't seen them already win the title. I know who in their right mind came into this season and was like, well, the Lakers. Look like a mess. I'll pick them to win the title. Like, if you pick the Lakers to win the title, just take next year off of making predictions. Because you can be wrong. <laughs> that team doesn't even want to make the play-in tournament. If you pick them to win the title, I don't know what you're looking at other than, well, LeBron's won before, and I can't think outside the box, so I'm just going to keep picking the same team over and over again. But, Wolf, to your point, the Suns just did this last year, a version of this, not as good. Yeah. Because you're right, people are always hesitant to pick something they haven't already seen happen a few Correct. times. But they were in the NBA Finals last year. Yes, but you know what? I mean, there's wrong, and then there's Al Gore wrong. 
And uh, I think right now, wrong. That sounds like a what horse. Really, I, I know. And you know, in my throat, I apologize that for it. Too. That, that does help in a weird kind of way right there to say that. In a high-pitched kind of way. Sore throat, Basinonians. Battling through it. Square jaw, shoulders back. And wrong. Um, Listen. This is the way that it's going to be. This is the process. It's it, This is the process of getting good, especially when you've been bad for as long as the Suns were bad. And unfortunately, we all had a front row seat to that. Did we not, Luke? Well, we absolutely did. We, we all did. saw that. Yeah. They were bad. And I mean really bad. I'm trying. And that's the problem. The process has got to happen. And I think, honestly, the only way that people are really going to get it, the only way that in the future you might have Coach of the Year, you might have Defensive Player of the Year, you might have MVP, you might have multiple All-Stars, the Suns got to win it all. They have to win it all. That's the only way that they're going to get the respect that we're all expecting from everybody else in the basketball universe. They have to win it all. Runner-up is not going to do. It's not going to do, especially two years in a row. It'll just confirm a lot of the belief and the doubt that is out there. See? They're, they weren't that good See, after they're, all. They're only better than 28 of it's the teams, correct. not all 29. But you know that's no, what a lot of the experts true. would say. It's, I'm trying to do research on the air here because the only... <laughs> There, there are a lot of differences between the Suns right now and Golden State when Golden State won the first of their, what was it, three titles in four years. But there's also the similarities of, I'm guessing a lot of people back in 2015 weren't picking the Warriors to win the title because they had never seen it before. So how could it possibly happen if they had never seen it before, right? Let's just pick the same team over and over again. And I think these are accurate. 2015 NBA title odds uh, from July of 2014. So this is the Warriors had just come off a, a first round loss, like they weren't anything yet, right? Yeah. So not even a trip to the finals, like the Suns just did. Okay. And Cleveland was favored because LeBron. And when Cleveland, uh, so it looks like Golden State was ninth going into that season at twenty to one. Okay. So I, I guess I mean there just is that. Well, if I haven't seen it before, it can't possibly be true. Right. But I'm going to be interested to see when the Suns, if the Suns win the title this year, if people next year are like, well. Hold on. The Lakers went out and signed James Worthy, so maybe they're going to be really good this year. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, um, there there's always going to be some of that because it's the Phoenix Suns. It's not the Lakers we're talking about. It's not the Bulls. It's not the, the Knicks. Bulls aren't getting a lot no, of love this I, year. No, I'm just saying, you know, these these iconic teams that are out there. Um, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, they're always going to be fighting that. Even when they go out and if, in fact, they win a championship, that's just part of it right now. And honestly, it's it's one of the things I despise the most is a bunch of people that haven't moistened a jock in 35 years sitting around and talking about those that do. Well, there was a nice uh, story on one of the TVs in here last hour of should the Lakers move on from Anthony Davis. So that's obviously the biggest story in the NBA right now. Uh, coming up, who will the 49ers starting quarterback be in week one? Kyle Shanahan gave some insight and then didn't give any more. We'll take you through the biggest news around the league meetings next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. They 
baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Yeah. Baby. We took a trip, now we on your block, and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Well, if we're at that part of the day where the TVs have all switched over to soccer. Here we go. So you know. You know, I do love the World Cup. I will admit that. Yeah, I do too, except... That's the only time I watch soccer. Except, uh... Italy's out again. So that's two straight World Cups Italy hasn't gone to, and I'm okay. my family's Italian, so the only reason I would okay. even get into the World Cup, like I need some sort of rooting interest. Okay. Unless the U.S. wants to win the whole thing, that'd be nice. So uh, I don't know how into the World Cup I'm going to be this year. You know, yeah. The only reason why I love it, Basin Onions, is because, again, the history, the history that is out there. Can you imagine Germany's playing France? Need I say more? Hey, uh, what? Does that big floating plastic island in the Pacific? Do they have a team? Maybe I could get on board with them. That's three Frances. Why am I laughing at that? Lady? That's not. Funny. <laughs> I've, I've been educated today. There's it's a totally not. There's funny. three floating plastic three Frances times the size of France. Speaking of France, are you serious? Stop I don't think, it! I think that's all. There's no Stop way. Stop it! I saw pictures. It looks like a couple six packs. Three times the size of France. Just one France floating yeah. around the Pacific. Just one France would have been enough. Um, stop it! Uh, what a mess. Okay, back to the NFL. Kyle Shanahan talking about the continuing awkward situation with his two quarterbacks, and they asked him what has communication been like with Jimmy G since the season ended. We don't do a lot of talking in the offseason. Jimmy's not the most communicating guy. He likes to get away from us a little bit, which I understand. Um, but everything's good with Jimmy. And just I think everyone knows he got the surgery, which uh, I think made the situation a little bit tougher. Um, anytime someone gets a sh- surgery, especially on their throwing shoulder, it's um, teams are going to be a little more nervous than what they want to offer and things like that. So I think that did put it on hold, and uh, we're all right with that. I mean, it's we went through the free agent period, so we had to make some adjustments to do some things like that. But we got it on the books right now, and uh, we'll keep it that way until something else can improve us. You could just hear John Lynch in the back going, No! <laughs> no, Kyle! No! His stock's going up, Kyle. What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, you know, a lot of teams want to wait and see. You know, his trade value hasn't been hurt at all, <laughs> says John Lynch. Skyrocketing. And Johnny, I love you, by the way, and you know that, brother, but come on, man. Uh, more from Kyle Shanahan. Okay, Kyle, if that's the case, if Jimmy likes to get away from you guys, probably because you drafted his replacement, who do you see as starter right now? That's a funny question. Um, I don't have thought about it at all yet. I'm sitting here at Breakers Hotel and um, just having breakfast with you guys. We, we haven't done a roster yet. Probably will never announce a starter because I don't think I ever have. Um, ever. No, I believe the second part. I don't believe that your NFL head coach and you have never thought about who your starting quarterback is. Oh my is. goodness. You know what? He's hanging out with DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is right there. Uh, DA was surprised. They Remember the winning streak yeah. they were on? That's our record? He was... <laughs> D.A., and you know what? I love D.A. too, man, because I honestly believe that was genuine. Yeah, that's I the thing. D.A. is genuine. I don't DA, think he's lying That to was genuine right there. Kyle? 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 You, you've never thought about who your starting quarterback was going to be going forward in 2022? If I'm John Lynch, Kyle, can I talk to you for a minute? Um, Do you know the prerequisites of this job? <laughs> 
he stopped like I one mean, sentence Kyle, short of he like. He had to have a look on his face like, I, you know what I'm doing here. It's, it's, you all know, wink, wink. Right? He had to. I don't know. There had to be something lost in the translation of that sound. I can you play just it again played. if you want. It I doesn't I sound like he's smiling. You can hear he a smile. He was sitting there literally saying in front of a camera or a microphone or a reporter for that matter that I've never thought about who our starting quarterback was going to be going forward. He was this close to being like, Jimmy G, who's Trey, Trey Lance, who's that? Quarterback? What's a quarterback? Football? What did he say? Here, I'll play it again. That's a funny question. Um, I don't haven't thought about it at all yet. I'm sitting here at Breakers Hotel and um, just having breakfast with you guys. We, we haven't done a roster yet. Probably will never announce a starter because I don't think I ever have. Um, ever. Why even have a starter? Yeah, exactly. We don't have a starter. I mean, if you're a Breakers Hotel, anything goes. <laughs> there are no laws. We do not have a starter. Are you kidding me? It's so disrespectful to the backup. <laughs> we don't like to label our players. <laughs> We just like to have players that come in and play It's positions. a cold, harsh reality, my young crunk brothers. There is a first team, and there is a second team. Here's one more. Uh, they asked him if he believes oh, in Trey Lance. And there is a third team, just so you know. <laughs> These labels are never going to fly. One more from Kyle Shanahan since he's told us so much in the first two clips. That's why we looked into trading Jimmy. I mean, because we obviously believe that Trey can be a starter, and we're ready to do that. But if uh, we can't up upgrade our team in another way, we're not just going to get rid of a good quarterback because we have other quarterbacks on the roster. And quarterbacks are really hard to come by. Some teams don't have any at all. And the fact that we have three that we're happy with, um, that is a good thing. Uh, you always want to upgrade your team. And usually only one guy can play. And we know we have some guy, all guys that are capable of starting, which Jimmy's done a great job for us we brought trey here to be that eventually um and i think that'll be sooner than later but um when jimmy gets his surgery and um we can't upgrade our team by getting some good picks until surgery until people feel good about that i'm all right with that i mean we're not just getting rid of him to get rid of him and jimmy's a good player that we all really like as a person and as a teammate and we're gonna wait to see whatever helps the niners the most we need to get an interpreter for when we play uh, kyle shanahan clips See, here's the problem right here. If you bring Jimmy G back, he's going to be the best quarterback on your team. And the players are going to know that he's the best quarterback on that team. And see, that that is the problem right there. And that's the reason why the 49ers can't bring Jimmy G back. Because John Lynch knows what's going on inside that locker room. Kyle Shanahan knows what's going on inside that locker room. See, everyone will know that Trey Lance is way more talented than Jimmy G. Has all the skills, but there's just one problem. He's not as good as Jimmy G. And the players in the locker room know that. And it's the reason why you must get rid of Jimmy G. Because your king is deposed. They got to do it. They have no choice. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day. Wolf and down your lunch. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.